This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to the Idea City Podcast. For more information or to watch talks online, go to ideacity.ca or check out the Idea City channel on YouTube. Hello, and welcome to Idea City on the Air. By the end of the next half hour, you'll be inspired and enlightened by the world's biggest ideas, innovations, and breakthroughs as you hear about them in talks from the planet's smartest people. Moses Neimer's three-day annual Idea City conference in Toronto has been called Canada's premier meeting of the minds, and we're glad to have your mind with us. In this episode of Idea City on the Air, Simon Garfield speaks about love letters. Now, let's join Moses as he introduces Simon to the stage. So conferences of this nature, and there are some others like it, have uh, turned much of their attention over the last uh, five, ten years to science and technology. In fact, it has become a bit of a cliché. So um, I'm pleased now to turn to a gentleman of letters, and maybe we should see this clip first. 29th of January, 1945. My dearest one, I've just heard the news that all the army men who were held POW are to return to their homes. Because of the shipping situation, we may not commence to go before the end of February, but can probably count on being in England sometime in March. It may be sooner. It has made me very warm inside. It is terrific, wonderful, shattering. I don't know what to say and I cannot think. (laughs) The delay is nothing. The decision is everything. I must spend the first days at home. I must consider giving a party somewhere. Above all, I must be with you. I must warm you, surround you, love you, and be kind to you. I would prefer not to get married, but want you to agree on the point. In battle, I was afraid for you, for my mother, for myself. Wait, we must, my love and my darling. Let us meet. Let us be, let us know, but do not let us now make any mistakes. How good for us to see each other before I am completely bald. I have some fine little wisps of hair on the top of my head. It's not much good me trying to write about recent experiences now that I know I shall be able to tell you everything myself within such a short time. What I have my eye on now is the first letter from you saying that you know I am all right and the next saying you know I am coming to you. Plan a week somewhere, not Boscombe or Bournemouth, and think of being together. The glory of you. 
I hope that you will not start buying any clothes if you have any coupons left because you think you must look nice for me. Just carry on as near as possible to normal. I shall tell my family I hope to spend a week away with you somewhere during my leave. My counsel to you is to tell as few people as possible, to avoid preening yourself and saying much. That is my advice, not anything but that. I hope you understand. I do not ever want it to be anything but our affair. Do not permit any intrusion. I don't know how long leave I shall get. I could get as little as 14 days and I may get as much as a month. I'm wondering how I shall tell you I'm in England. Probably it's still quicker to send a telegram than a letter. And I hope to send you one announcing that I am on the same island. I will send another one I'm actually soon to get on the London-bound train and you can ring Lee Green 0509 when you think I have arrived there. It's a strange thing because I cannot seem to get going and write very freely. All I'm thinking about is I am going home, I'm going to see her. It's a fact, a real thing. An impending event like Shrove Tuesday, Christmas Day or the Lord Mayor's Banquet. <laughs> You have to be abroad, you have to be hermetically sealed off from your intimates, from your home, to realise what a gift this going home is. The few letters of yours that I had on me, I burned the day previous to our surrender. So no one but myself has read your words. It's a pity that the winter weather will not be kind to us out of doors. But it will be nice sitting next to you in the pictures, no matter what may be on the screen. It will be grand to know we have each other's support and sympathy. Won't it be wonderful to be together, really together, in the flesh? Not just to know that a letter is all we can send. I love you, Chris. So the man of letters that I was referring to is uh, Simon Garfield, and he believes that handwritten letters, old-fashioned handwritten letters, embody emotions that you can simply not duplicate with electronic communication. Thank you, Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Moses. Um, terrific uh, to be here. Uh, I'm sorry that um, Benedict Cumberbatch can't be here uh, in person uh, as well. If he was here, he would look like this. This is the guy who wrote the letter that you've just heard. This is a man called uh, Chris Barker. What I wanted to show was some letters that were written by unknown people, ordinary people, uh, but yet which showed the power of letter writing to transform uh, lives. And that's where Benedict came in. I'm a trustee of something called the Mass Observation uh, Archive, which is at the University of Sussex, wonderful collection of life writing that began uh, just before the Second World War. And I called them up and said, 
We don't by any chance have anything new that I haven't seen. And the woman who runs the archive said, yeah, absolutely we do. We have this extraordinary series of letters. And here are the two people who wrote them. Chris Barker, you've already seen, and you've heard Benedict read one of his letters. And this is Bessie Moore. The extraordinary thing about this collection was not that they'd been riding to each other um, sort of over, over the years as kind of old friends or a married couple. Because it was all you did when you were bored in 1941 on the, on the North, uh, on the north coast of Africa, you wrote a lot of letters. And he basically uh, wrote uh, to everyone he knew. And one of them was Bessie Moore, who he used to work with at the post office before he got called up. And um, he said, hi, how are you? How, how's Nick? She wrote back two weeks later saying, oh, I'm fine. Nick, her fiancé at the time, is no longer around and I've always had a bit of a thing for you. Um, <laughs> so after two months, this developed into the most extraordinary passion, falling in love through the mail. They hardly knew each other. There's one letter where he actually says, can I see a photograph of you? Um, and um, I, I went down to the mass observation. I, I started reading these letters, 500 in all. I had tears in my eyes and had a very good outcome. And it turns out that the letters were donated by their kids and they, they were married for 50 years. And it's the most extraordinary, intense, passionate relationship. Coming up after the break. I decided to uh, really write a book which would explain and celebrate the value of letter writing and also ask ourselves, is this something that we are willing to give up? This episode of Idea City on the Air is brought to you by Zoomer Magazine. We'll be back in a moment with more from Simon Garfield. For more information about Idea City or to watch hundreds of talks online, go to ideacity.ca. Welcome back to Idea City on the Air. You're listening to Simon Garfield speak about love letters. I decided to uh, really write a book which would explain and celebrate the value of letter writing and also ask ourselves, hopefully, um, is this something that we are willing to give up? Now, the key part of this, I think, is love letters, the way that we express our emotions that we don't do in any other form that exists now electronically. We can say, I love you, but uh, it looks the same wherever it's written. Uh, it's pixelated. It's a sort of platitude now. But a handwritten letter in particular has an incredible uh, value, weight of history. It tells you so much more about uh, the, uh, the writer, the emotion. Uh, is it tear-stained? Is it perfumed? Um, was it written in a great rush? And we've been writing uh, letters to each other, love letters in particular, I think, for 2,000 years. So I was keen to ask whether or not it's something that we are actually really ready to give up, just in the interests of um, speed and efficiency. Um, and uh, I kind of think it's crept upon us Really, the, the decline of letter writing has crept upon us like 
an English summer in a way, you know. It's sort of, it's there for a short while and then it disappears. How have we come to kind of accept this uh, fact? So what I uh, tend to do is read my kids uh, the uh, great W.H. Auden poem about the hearts outpouring and uh, the great film that I hope you've seen called The Night Mail, which is all about the romance of letters. And that gets through to them a little bit. And then I tend to read them this bit. Letters have the power to grant us a larger life. They reveal motivation and deepen understanding. They are evidential. They change lives and they rewire history. The world once used to run upon their transmission, the lubricant of human interaction and the free fall of ideas, the silent conduit of the worthy and the incidental, the time we were coming for dinner, the account of our marvelous day, the weightiest joys and sorrows of love. It must have seemed impossible that their worth would ever be taken for granted or swept aside. A world without letters would surely be a world without oxygen. And we're just about breathing, I think, because we live now in a kind of, uh, in an instant world. And then I try and uh, tell them about this man. Uh, this is, um, hopefully, a few of you will recognize Ted Hughes, uh, former poet laureate. He wrote not only some really extraordinary uh, poetry, but I think was, I think letter writing was, was as, as good, the letters he left were as good as uh, his uh, poems. And I, I want to read you one that was written to the girl here on the left. Uh, this is Sylvia Plath. Their son Nick is in her hands. And this is Frida Hughes, 1961. She was just coming up to two the letter that, that I, I kind of think really sums up a love um, to his daughter is one that isn't about anything hugely important. If you were looking at Ted Hughes's letters over time, you would say, OK, well, maybe this isn't even in the top 100 greatest letters. It doesn't really sort of say anything truly significant, apart from the fact that it's a beautiful letter. Dear Frida, how did the exams go? Did you manage to get into a nice, fluent gallop with your answers? The rain came just as we were finishing loading the bales. I should say Ted Hughes is in the, the West Country, avoiding pressures of land and life and doing a bit of farming. We had a wild rush to get the bales in, bales into the Land Rover, bales into Jean and Ian's van, bales into the horse box, bales into our ears, bales into the backs of our necks, bales in our boots, bales down our shirts. So we tottered home, towering and trembling, and tilting and toppling and teetering. And there in front of us was some other tractor, creeping along with a trailer loaded twice as high as ours, like a skyscraper. All over the countryside, there were desperate tractors crawling home under impossible last loads in the very green rain. It's still raining now, Thursday evening, and here we are, all aches and stretched joints, like broken down five-bar gates after our bailing. And here are all the holidaymakers sitting in their sauna bath cars under the downpour, staring at the sea with their transistors turned up and their ice cream running down to their elbows like cars stuck in a car washer. 
See you very soon, love, Daddy. Um, no wonder Frida kept that letter. I think that would be uh, a, a fantastic uh, memory um, to, to have. Coming up after the break. A dealer in New York, and uh, he had a collection of letters from Virginia Woolf that didn't include her famous suicide note, but included other love letters, which I think are even more significant, a sequence of letters, which to hold is an incredibly valuable historical thing. This episode of Idea City on the Air is brought to you by Zoomer Magazine. We'll be back in a moment with more from Simon Garfield. Idea City is a program of talks about the world's biggest ideas, featuring the world's smartest people. For more information about the three-day Idea City live conference or to watch hundreds of talks online, go to ideacity.ca. Welcome back to Idea City on the air. You're listening to Simon Garfield speak about love letters. This is uh, Virginia Woolf and Clive Bell Dorset in 1908. I never really picture as, uh, Virginia Woolf as, uh, as, as a sort of beach type of girl, but here she is. It's a poignant photo because it didn't end well for Virginia, as you know. She committed suicide um, in uh, 1941, and um, she drowned herself uh, in the River Ouse. In the course uh, of my uh, researches, I went to see um, some auctioneers who had valuable letters, and I went to see a dealer in New York. And uh, he had a collection of letters from Virginia Woolf that didn't include her famous suicide note, but included other love letters, which I think are even more significant, a sequence of letters, which to hold is an incredibly valuable historical thing, something, again, we'd never have the opportunity to do with technology, even if we got beyond firewalls and passwords and clouds. This kind of thing uh, is uh, the reason that we still uh, need to, um, to write uh, letters and keep the historical uh, record. This is Leonard Wolf writing to um, Virginia's girlfriend, although we didn't quite know the extent of their uh, relationship at the time, Vita Sackville West, and it's self-explanatory. I do not want you to see in the paper or hear possibly on the wireless the terrible thing that has happened to Virginia. She has been really very ill these last weeks and was terrified that she was going mad again. It was, I suppose, a strain of the war and finishing her book, and she could not rest or eat. Today, she went for a walk, leaving behind a letter saying that she was committing suicide. I think she has drowned herself as I found her stick floating in the river, but we have not found the body. I know what you will feel and what you felt for her. She was very fond of you. She has been through hell these last days. Again, wonderful expression uh, of, of love. Coming up after the break. She wrote more thank you letters in one person's life than maybe anyone else would ever write. And these were great expressions of gratitude for her gifts that she got. You're listening to Idea City on the Air, brought to you by Zoomer magazine. We'll be back in a moment with more from Simon Garfield. 
Get the latest Idealist news, presenter information, and watch hundreds of talks at ideacity.ca. Welcome back to Idea City on the Air. We now conclude Simon Garfield's talk on love letters. Letters are far more than just communication. This is not a letter, but my arms around you for a moment. And that's what we feel, I think, when we receive a letter. Emails are a chore. Uh, you get a letter, and it's now a gift. And it's such a rare thing, along with the junk mail and everything else, that you kind of think, OK, this is, uh, this is now a personal thing. When I write a letter back, I kind of think I'm doing something uh, good and rare and um, valuable. And I want to leave you with, I never thought that I would end a talk talking about the Queen Mum. She wrote pretty much more thank you letters in one person's life than maybe anyone else would ever write. And these were great expressions of, of gratitude for her uh, gifts that she got, wherever she went, obviously inundated. She had a friend um, who lost her brother in 19... 41. Queen Mum was great during the Blitz. She hung around in uh, London and she showed uh, great um, sub support for everyone who had been bombed. And she wrote in this letter of consolation, I'm so sorry that you have lost your uh, brother. And, uh, you know, I've, I hear so many tragic stories. And every time a bomb drops in London, she said, my heart still hammers. And she signed the letter, and I think this is, uh, as I said, you know, I, I think something that we need to um, all remember and use. Now, pretty much every letter, she signed it, tinkety-tonk old fruit and down with the Nazis. <laughs> so, so thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Thank you, Simon. Great. Simon writes beautifully um, and entertainingly and successfully about the most overlooked and improbable subjects. This is a, a book of his called On the Map, which deals with maps in the age of the GPS. And, uh, and uh, he's, he's done another book called Just My Type, which examines the impact of different kinds of uh, fonts. Do yourself a treat, go up to the bookstore and pick them up. Thanks very right. much. Thanks for listening to Idea City on the Air. Catch Moses Neimer's Idea City Conference live every June in Toronto or on regularly scheduled radio and TV shows throughout the year. And find hundreds of talks online every day at ideacity.ca For more information about Idea City, find us online at ideacity.ca, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or youtube.com slash ideacity. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.